What's up, Nana Nation? Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 5 of Pod Life. I'm joined in studio, a special treat, possibly, actually, officially the last recorded episode in the old studio. Thank you, David C. Boda, for making the trip to lovely Northern Ontario. This is episode 5 of Pod Life. I hope you guys are enjoying this sub-series. We have a couple more in the bank, and I'm happy to report that the new studio, by the time this comes out, the new studs for the new studio will be going up. I'm happy to report that. It's been a much, it's been a huge headache and a much, much longer process than I thought. Anyways, with that being said, some exciting things coming up. We have Aaron Chalupa live. Maybe in the next 10 days, we'll interrupt Pod Life for one of those. And then we've got a couple more episodes of Pod Life, and then this sub-series will conclude. So I hope you guys are enjoying it, and then we'll be back to our regular scheduled program after that. This is your Pod Life. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? Pod Life continues with me in studio, David Boda from... The Adventures of Starship Coconut Podcast. David, hello. How's it going? It is going really good, man. It's awesome to be here. This is really cool. Getting right to hang out with you and some other podcasters in the area. Yeah. This is awesome. Well, the goal is to kind of talk to podcasters, but also strengthen our community. Sure. And um, you heard the interview with Mark Blevis. I did. Um, right. You know, he, I, I coined them the OGs, the old guard slash the original gangsters. And uh, I really want this this next wave of podcaster to come to be as strong as those guys are because I think that's important. So my goal with this this sub series is a to build some friendships within the podcast community, but also share in the community of podcasting. Yeah, man. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for making the trip to lovely Milton, Ontario. Oh, come on, it's awesome. You know, I I, I don't get out to Milton much. Oh, you know, most people say that. <laughs> yeah, but it's really nice. Yeah, right on. You know, I love it. All right, so. Um, I mentioned your podcast. Yes. Give us a breakdown. What is your podcast all about? All right. Well, we launched... It's actually my brother and I, so shout out to Stephen, Stephen Boda. Uh, my brother and I wanted to make a podcast that took everything that we loved when we were about 8 to 12 years old and put it together in sort of an audio drama, science fiction experience. So... Each episode is about half an hour to 45 minutes, and it's following the misadventures. I should have called it the misadventures of the Starship Coconut, because they're the worst Starship crew in the entire galaxy. <laughs> so the entire galaxy is kind of made out of food, and you know you know these characters. If you've seen Star Trek, if you've seen Star Wars, if you've seen any science fiction, you kind of know who these characters are. And it's sort of mixing science fiction with um, cartoons, like Saturday morning cartoons. Right so a little bit of SpongeBob, a little bit of Adventure Time. Maybe Futurama. In there. Futurama a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So all those. And then kind of making something family friendly because we want all those eight-year-old fans to listen. So oh, Right on. Yeah. Okay. So the world of podcasting. Yeah. Let's deep dive into your world of podcasting. When did you start listening to podcasts? How old? What year? What do we? What do we? Who was it? Right. G- give me the lowdown. Cool. I, I'd say I listened to podcasts before podcasts were a thing, and this is why I would say like when I was a kid, we'd go. I lived in Regina, Saskatchewan when I was like really young, 
And so we would go on, you know, and Regina's pretty far away from everywhere else. So if you, and we had lots of family in the States and, you know, in, in like Calgary and, and Winnipeg and places like that. So if we ever wanted to visit anybody that we knew in our family, we had to travel. So we were on these long road trips and we'd listen to books on tape, you know, and totally. we'd also listen to, there was this show out of the States, out of Colorado called The Adventures of, of Odyssey, Adventures in Odyssey. And it was like put up by this Christian organization and they, it was just like plots about this town called Odyssey in you know, mid-America and just followed their adventures in like the imagination station and they'd go into history and they'd use their imaginations to go all these places. And it really was a podcast, like an audio drama. Totally, the original podcast. Yeah, yeah. it was like before you know you had the whole podcasting thing, like uh, kind of in the mode of an old radio drama from the 1930s, like, you know... Uh, like what's that one? Uh, like uh, uh, the Lone Ranger or things like or Flash Gordon, or right something on. like that. So that's kind of why we wanted to make the show is we wanted to make it sound like that and give people something to listen to because I think like fictional podcasts are becoming more of a thing. They they're definitely it. it yeah. We talked about it before, but it's the the rebranding of that audio comic book. Right. And 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 podcasting because the the it, the, the wild west of the nature of it, the nature of it, um, we're we're just there's no rules so we can kind of do whatever we want. Right. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And that's what you chose to do. So I like that. Okay. Yeah. So so podcast. So when did you get into the actual form of? Right. Uh, okay. Okay. So when did I actually get into podcasts? Well, I got in. I would say fairly late in the game. Um, I I just finished a degree at McMaster and we had a. Uh, audio production class in there and so our professor was showing us a whole bunch of different podcasts i mean he brought out like radio lab Mm -hmm. and showed us some of the more experimental episodes of that um but i was always always listening to um a lot of cbc podcasts so there's this one called under the influence and it's all about marketing Mm -hmm. um from this guy came to call terry o'reilly and you know he would go into like deep dive into the world of advertising and so I would listen to those every once in a while, but then once I sort of got into university and making them, then I really got into it. Then I was like, I got to find out what all the big, you know, all the big podcasts are and doing some research. And then when I started making the podcast, because, you know, we did this as a project for university. So I was thinking, oh, you know, I'll just do this one, one, you know, one and done type of thing. See if I can make something like I used to listen to as a kid. But then when I saw that there's this whole community out there of people who are making podcasts and I said, hey, how do I get involved in this community? So I, I joined a Discord group right uh, for, for indie podcasters. And you start you know, connecting with all these people who are specifically into audio drama, which is like even a subgenre of podcasting. Totally, yeah. Right? And then you find out, wow, there's lots of people out there making lots and lots of really cool stuff, right? So I think that's kind of university. So I'd say maybe like four years ago, right on. four or five years ago that I really got into it. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and what ones, I mean, you talked about some of the CBC ones. Yeah. Um, but was there anything else? Was there any amateur ones that you were listening to, or was it was it more of the flagship stuff like the CBC or some of the big celebrities that get like, into like it? Gimlet Media and stuff like that. I started yeah. off with kind of like Gimlet Media and uh, Startup, and but I've gotten more into like, especially with audio dramas. I tried to like what are like people who are just independent producers making. So there's this one for sci-fi, especially because we kind of wanted to find out who else is doing sci-fi. Is mm. anybody else doing it? Yeah. There's a lot of people doing it. Um, there's this one called, I think it's Wolf 359, which is based on like Star Trek. And that was getting a lot of buzz. And it's just, you know, a couple guys doing it in their basement. There was this, also this other one we saw that had a Patreon for a while. I can't remember the name of it, but they'd ran it for like three or four years. Right on. It was just a bunch of actors who got together, kind of put it together. Oh, very cool. Yeah, man. Very cool. Yeah. Right on. Okay. So 
you obviously tricked your brother into doing it, <laughs> as did I when I started this too. My brother's also named Dave. Oh, cool. And um, and he's actually because he started to become an anti. Uh, I can see the anti-hero or anti. He's a villain on the podcast. Mm. He we we do a lot of sports-related things, okay. and um, right. one of the things that we do we do a hockey pool and a baseball pool. He always comes in. He never comes. He never wins. Right. But he always he talks a lot of shit, all that stuff. Sure. But um, I know that I reached out to my closest network first, which being my family. Yes. Did you do the same thing, or did you reach out to go? Did you go to more pros or or colleagues or anything like that? Well. The way I started out was I wanted to collaborate because I, I realized I come from a theater background. So my first degree, I went to Sheridan for musical theater and I spent my entire childhood doing acting and singing and dancing. And when I was in university, there's this kind of, you know, there's like, like university can be fairly artsy, right? They're all into like making kind of artsy stuff. And even in the audio class, it was very like, let's make a piece of sound art, you mm. know, with like poetry and kind of sound effects in the background, which is great. And I loved making that stuff. But there was just these couple of people in the program who just had a really quirky sense of humor. And I just really enjoyed hanging out with them and just talking about whatever that we liked. And we often liked sci-fi. And I'm pretty nerdy that way. So we would talk to them. But when we were first launching the podcast, yeah, it's like family members. So my brother and I, we do all the main voices on the show. But now I'm starting to get all my university buddies in to, Perfect. You know, to play different characters on the show, different musicians that we like. Because we said... Well, we don't want this to be just a launching pad for us because we have the skills to make the main story. Right. We wanted to include artists. We wanted to include musicians and people that we knew and actors, aspiring actors, both who are, you know, have careers and those who don't and kind of help them to launch their careers as well. So that was how it started. It was like the immediate group of people. And are you you just putting invitations out there to people or are you employing people? Like what, what, what is it like? And do you have to draw those people? And if you have someone in mind specifically for something, Mm. Or do you have to sweeten the pot a little bit, or is it kind of like, hey, this is a passion project for us. We're not really making any coin. What can you help us out? I'd with? say it's the latter. It's it's for exactly sure. what you said. Yeah, we're not making much money off the podcast to start off. Are you guys making money off the podcast? I mean, we've made a little bit. Fantastic. From like, like we're on. We've been on Stitcher up until now, mm-hmm. um, and so they have that sort of integrated ad thing that you right. can do where you can put ads on there, but really not a whole lot. And for the amount of work that we're putting in, because we're really trying to make the audio quality as good as we can make it. My brother's a bit of a perfectionist, so he won't mind me saying that. So he really wants, because, you know, he went to Sheridan for uh, composing music for film and television. Oh, wow. So, like... What a guy to have in your bed. Yeah, yeah, Amazing, right? And we always, like, we used to do stuff as kids, okay? Because when we were kids, sorry, I keep going back to my childhood. That's really what (laughs) this... All good, This is what this podcast is all about. Um, Stephen and I would, um, we had one of those play school tape recorders where you had the microphones like attached and you put like a cassette tape totally yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about i totally know what you're talking about and he would have one mic and i'd have the other one and then we would just play around like making mixtapes and because you know i had a cd player then you'd hold the microphone up to the cd player or we just do funny voices which usually just involved me putting the mic in my mouth and just making funny (laughs) noises you know we were like eight years old right and so then I kind of went into theater and into acting and I, you know, got my education in that initially and was intending to like become a Broadway performer or something like that. And Steven is a musician. So Steven was always into like, uh, he, he's a professional pipe organist, which is a pretty random thing, (laughs) but he has like a master's degree in music, but he had all, he always wanted to do something else. Right. On top of that. So he, um, he ended up going back to Sheridan for a year to do like a graduate certificate and learned how to use pro tools and learned how to do, um, uh, like making music for film and television. Like he's done some ads for the Raptors and things oh, like that. Cool. Like, you know that um, making what you're craving commercial you see on TSN? All yeah. The time? 
he's the voice who does no what way. you're making what you're craving <laughs> so that's my brother this has to do it last minute right so he does like uh, finishing work on audio and stuff and so but he always we always wanted to work together we always said if we ever get to that point where our you know paths align again then we'd love to do something together and so I just did this as a university project and drafted him in to help me yeah, out and perfect. I was doing the audio editing originally but then he got way better than me so now he's like he's listening he's like Okay, David, let me take over. I yeah. think I know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Perfect. Or, or you purposely made it really bad, and you're like, oh, maybe you could help me out. See, I should have thought of that right <laughs> off the bat, right? Well, I ended up making the projects in my second year, and then he ended up going to Sheridan the next year after that and learned how to really use all these tools, and he's pushing them as far as he can. Fantastic. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I mean, listening to you, to the show... Do you call it a show? What do you call it? Do you call it a podcast? I call it an audio experience. Okay. So listening to the audio experience, um, one thing is for sure, there is a lot going on. Mm-hmm. You get the feeling like like you're a like fly on the wall, and I admire that because that production level oh, at our kind of entry level into this into this field is fantastic, incredible. And mm-hmm. now now telling me now telling me now learning what you've just said. You can see that expertise and that perfectionist coming in because you you almost can feel the vents walking through hallways. Like, I love it. It's so good. I feel like I'm there. Awesome. So you guys are doing a bang-up job on that. Thank you. Or your brother's doing it. Whoever wants to get the, the... I'll give him full credit. Yeah, cool, cool. So good, great work, man. Um, I think that's really amazing stuff. Was it always a goal to be there or was it creeping up a little bit? Like, like to have audio at that level? Yes. I think... I think when it started out, it was really just, I had to have a project for school. Mm -hmm. And they said, you had an option. You could do, make a music track, I think it was, or make a podcast. And so me being me, I I tend to, (laughs) they said 10 minutes, like make a 10 minute, uh, just podcast, you know, talk about something that you're passionate about or whatever. And, and I didn't know how to do anything, but I said, well, I really like sci-fi and I really, this is almost like my dream project. I'm doing my first project is my dream project. And so I said, I'm going to write a 30-minute pilot for, like, a Star Trek episode, and, but mixed with a couple other things that I liked. And um, I did as good as I could with the audio quality, like, with my skills that I had and mm-hmm. a couple things I'd learned about how to, you know, cut things together, add some sound effects in. So I don't think we intended – I didn't intend for it to turn into something much bigger, but then my brother got the skills and he went, let's do this. Like, yeah. for real. And, you know, let's make this as good as we can possibly make it. And – as I said, he's, he's, he's a perfectionist, and then he gets me going. My parents always said I was the – he was like my monkey. So he would like – I would start something, and then I'd kind of like lose interest, but then he would be like, no, let's keep it going and make it even crazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then – but it's good because I push him, he pushes me. Fantastic. I start, he, he, he just takes it that extra mile. So. so in the early, early stages of the podcast, mm-hmm. the audio experience, so how did you see it unfolding? Were you thinking, okay – Ideally, I would like to have a start date of whatever, let's say July 1st, and then you get into it, or was it months of planning, kind of the starting part of the script, working that way? Like, I don't know, like, do you guys use like stock sounds, or do you guys, have, do you guys purchase more sounds? Are you putting a lot of money into this? Mm. We, we, I think it was, we, for the first episode, we wanted to finish at least episode one, because I'd already, we'd already recorded all the audio and everything. We ended up having to re record everything because we didn't know what we were doing when we first recorded. Um, but when we got in there, he was like looking up sounds on freesound.com, I think it is, and looking on YouTube for, you know, royalty-free stuff and things that we could use for free. And we got through episode one that way, 
But then we realized as we started talking more about what would a season look like if we were to do a whole season, um, quote unquote. Right. right. I know podcasts don't usually have like seasons, but kind of the way we're trying to do is like an homage to those types of like yeah. Star Trek or something like and that. And you don't want to bring yourself out either. No, no. So I think then we decided, are we really going to do this or are we just going to talk about doing it? And then there was that moment I remember we were over at my wife's cousin's house and we just kind of went, he was, I was trying to get him to do, I can't remember what it was I was trying to get him to do in episode two. Cause I, then I wrote an episode two and what happened in episode two again? Oh yeah. Um, I think the, the giant asteroid eating monster, his name is Grog. If you haven't seen the show or heard the show, um, he like belches and then they catch his belch on fire. I think it is. Okay. So then we didn't really have a belch, like a chewing noise. So then he was trying to like record himself eating cucumbers or green peppers or something <laughs> like that. And it just wasn't, it just wasn't sounding very good. It wasn't good. capturing the moment. No, because some things are really great. Like you can get laser sounds, no problem. You can get engine <laughs> sounds, no problem. There are a million of those sounds out there, right? But you can't get an asteroid-eating monster chewing <laughs> on, you know, the crust of a... You can't, that's not a Google search? No. Like, like uh, asteroid-eating monster <laughs> MP3 free? No? Okay. No, it wasn't. And so we were, he was really struggling. And so finally we just went... I, I'd done some research into, you know, uh, Hollywood, you know, um, level sound effects. And usually you have to, like, pay for a library or something like that. We found this great thing. I can't remember the name of it again because my brother's more the technical guy. Where you could buy an entire Hollywood sound effect library. I think it's like fifty to a hundred thousand sounds, and I think we pay. I think we paid two thousand dollars for it. Oh, so he said we're gonna go for it. Yeah, that's an investment. That was the moment when we went. You know, are we gonna do this? Are we gonna do this for real? Like, let's do this. And especially when you're talking about two thousand dollars, right? You're like, okay, let's do it. You know, okay, Cause well, because we'll, we'll use it in the future too. It's like even if this doesn't work out. We could always use it for like, uh, like I do video editing and multimedia right. work. He does sound stuff for for movies, so we could always say, "Well, I'll use it for movies or something." Right. Later down the it line. could still maybe be a write off. Yeah. It okay. Could be. So, but I mean, two G's is, isn't like a light investment. No. I mean, we're talking hosting fees on on uh, who do you who do you use? We were on Stitcher, and right? And uh, we're moving over to a different one. But, okay, yeah. like like uh, Podbean or whatever. Burberry. Burberry, right? I've I think heard it's Burberry, or is that the name of the the store? No, uh, well, it is. I I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Blueberry. Or Blue, something. yeah, Blueberry. Blueberry. Yeah, Blurberry. I think that's it. I don't. Remember. Yeah, there's like Podbean. There's a couple of them. We use SoundCloud, but so there's hosting fees there. Yeah. Plus, now you're investing your about two thousand dollars worth of. Of sound, yeah. equipment, I got to imagine yeah. you still have to buy? Yeah. Um, now, that was also, because I know my brother does a lot of recording for music and for orchestras and things like that. So he's always thinking longer term he wants to invest the money. But yeah, I mean, you're spending hundreds of bucks on, you know, the mic stands and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So. But but then you got to go for it. Yeah, because now you've invested money. Right. And it sort of lit a fire. It's like, okay, now I can't just say we're just messing around and doing whatever. We're, we're like, really going to do this. We at least need to get a season out of it. I think we kind of went, totally. let's just do a season. But um, I, you know what? I, I've, seen, I've already seen your reviews on iTunes. You guys have a strong, already strong um, like uh, uh, feedback. I think what you guys have is something that, A, people would want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Family friendly, so it's going to capture a huge net. Yeah. Uh, I, I already told you, I've already sent it over to my brother for awesome. his, his young you. boys. Yeah, you. Anytime. Listen, I'm always a supporter of good work. I may not always pass a bad work, but I'll always pass good work along. Right. But you, now you're invested. So let me ask you, um, do you guys do like t-shirt sales or anything like that? Or No, we, 
uh, I mean, we were just, we didn't really know anything going in. I right. mean, we just said this is going to be a big learning opportunity for us. And it's, it's going to allow me to work on script writing, to develop plots, to play characters, to learn about directing, do social media. Because I learned how to do social media stuff and how to use, you know, After Effects and um, uh, the you know Illustrator and Photoshop as part of my multimedia program and communications program. So it was like everything will be a learning opportunity um, in there. But as far as making a whole lot of money, no, you know right. we didn't really have some big plan or like how we're going to like generate revenue. We just thought we'd just grow it naturally and use it as a portfolio piece or something very nice. Like that, you know. Okay, so going into it now, what kind of time are you guys dedicating? Let's start here. Yeah. How long did it take you before you hit record for episode one? How much prep work did you guys do? Mm, okay. Episode one was written from the very beginning. Um, we, did, we did struggle a little bit to know how to start the podcast. That's always the hardest part. Like, the first scene is the scene that everybody's going to hear. So we and, had a... And judge. And judge. So if you don't catch them right away, then doubtful they'll keep listening. So we really went through that back and forth about um, how we were going to do it. So we actually recorded and produced like four or five different beginnings. Because um, we're like, do we want to start off sounding more Monty Python, you know, with like kind of a, you know, f- I think we actually do that. Like we have that, you know, um, the space beard guy and he's just like, wonderful to meet you. I'm John Cleese. I'm my like John Cleese impression, you know, and kind of started it that way. But then we wanted it to be like, do we want it to be epic? Do we want it to be scary? Do we want to throw them into the action? Do we want to kind of like ease them in slow? Um, so we actually did one, one uh, recording. We started in the middle of, like, basically D-Day, like Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. And we kind of threw you right into Saving Private Ryan and had, like, you know, these giant monsters attacking a planet. and But then it just ended up being, and it was really well produced, and it was really, like, wow. But I think it would have scared people away because it was just too much. We did another one that was more Monty Python. We had one, like, come join me around the fire and let's talk about this starship coconut thing. Like, you know, like you're reading a book to a child. And we just finally ended up going, let's just have them go on a secret mission and then introduce each of the characters and kind of have that, try to get the essence of each character as you're coming in. Um, and so that's the one you end up hearing is the secret mission at the very, very beginning of episode one. Um, and that worked out really well because I think it draws people in, but it's not too scary, but there's enough, there's enough action where you're like, okay, this, but it's also, you know, get, let's get rid of the, the science fiction trope. It was all a dream mm, right at the beginning. Right, good. Because everybody does that. Right. And it's just like, come on. So let's just do it at the beginning. Yeah. And, but, sorry. Get, get it out, out of the way. Yeah. yeah. But as soon as you do that, it was all a dream. Yep. You make the listener, in this case, feel like an idiot. Because you're like, what am I wasting my time? This this isn't even a, even a, a fruitful thing. This is just a dream. Right. I'm not I'm not in for that. Right. Okay. So, you recorded a couple false starts or or uh, yeah. option options. Right. So what, are we looking like ten hours uh, each episode? Or give me an idea of what kind of uh, time investment. Time you guys- investment. Yeah. So it it <laughs> it pretty much is all encompassing. This is pretty much the only other thing that I can do um, on top of my job, and my 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 brother also has a full time job as well. Um, oh man, I don't think we've ever counted exactly what it is. Um, I know that we spend at least 10 hours a week on it. I okay. spend at least 10 hours a week on it. And I'm sure, I think my brother spends about 20 because he's wow. doing all the audio stuff. Right. And so he has the type of job where, you know, he's kind of freelance, does weddings, does, you know, music stuff. And so he's able to dedicate the time to right. the podcast and make it sound the way it does. Um, I'm riding on the bus on the way to work. Like I right. take the go bus to work every day in Mississauga. And I 
I have about an hour and a half commute, which sounds horrible, but it means I have writing time. Totally. So I just utilize the yeah. time. And you're looking at you're looking at what five hours, six to seven hours during the week. Yep. Just on your way to work. Yep. Plus on the way back. Plus it doesn't take away from any time from the wife or anything exactly. that. So yeah. that that that's a win. It is a win, and then we record probably for like we'll record every Saturday. Okay. Um, during the day, but see, it's really great because my brother and I have grown up together, and we both have acting experience. So we don't when it's just us, we don't have to worry. Right. Um, about you know we'll just record it pretty much in one or two takes all of our characters because we kind of know what each other wants. And if I don't, and then he'll direct me. So I'll say a line. Let's say I'm Flash, and then I'll say the line. Uh, who's one of the characters? Flash Borden. Um, I'll I'll say the line. He's like, well, why don't you try it like this? And then I'll try it differently, and then we'll usually get it in one or two takes. So we can just go through the whole episode and get it all banged out. Then the real time commitment is getting other people in the show. For so, sure, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the like we're not getting professional actors because we don't have the budget for that, right? So I'm most of the time just asking buddies to you know help me out or people who've done a little bit of acting in the past. Like my wife is in the show as Natasha, uh-huh. and she has no acting experience whatsoever. So it's a lot of like how do you coach actors? But it's actually great experience as a director. Because then you're going, how can I get the maximum amount of performance from somebody who doesn't have that natural experience, right? Like I spent, from the time I was in grade five all the way until second year university, like that's that was my acting career. So I go like, I have that. I can just be on. I know how to give the energy. Some other people, you got to kind of warm them up and totally. get them into it, right? Have a couple drinks before you get into it. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, lo- get loosey-goosey and loosey-goosey then get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get into it and... Uh, thankfully, I, I usually hang out with people who are kind of insane, so that so that actually really helps. Yeah, um, insane in a good way. So my brother and I, we do all the core stuff. We're the core cast, right? Because we'll always be available, right? And then we'll we'll bring in other people to like do a two episode arc, and we'll record them all in one afternoon or something like that. And so it's fun because you're hanging out with your friends, right? It, it's, it makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. It, it becomes something that you love doing. It's almost like hanging out with a little bit of a side project. Well, you shoot the shit for a couple hours, yeah. and then before you know it, five, six hours and a day is gone. Yeah. We, we've done sit-downs. We used to do these. We don't do them as often anymore because of kids and being an adult. But we used to do these drink companions yeah. where we'd test out alcohol. Yeah. So, for example, we'd do rums, and we'd all do like one – we'd all bring one dark rum, make a drink. Everyone would have it. Yeah. It would be like a three-hour podcast. By the end of it, we weren't even coherent. But, you know, it was a, it was a fun adventure along the way. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you're doing it with people that you like – and people that you respect and people who you want to, like, you have an invested interest in helping them because they're your friends. Totally. And it's not just about me because I'm not making any money. So right. it's like, and maybe it'll turn into something someday where we are making money and then we're helping people, you know, just launch their careers and whatever that is, right? So so I was, I was curious because the artwork that you guys use. Yeah. And now is that in, done in-house or is that hmm. is that something that you guys outsourced or well, yeah. where did that kind of fall in? Um, we actually have a great artist that we work with. Um, he, uh, so my brother went to Sheridan, and Sheridan has a really, you know, world-renowned animation program. So my brother was uh, part of his program was to make uh, music for some of their projects, um, for some of the animators' projects. So we met this guy. His name's Ashe Meshram. I, I, I hope I'm saying his last name right. That's a his, tough one. We just call him Ashe. He's from India, and um, we just uh, Stephen did some music for one of his uh, final projects, and. Yeah, I just got to know him. So he was just a friend, just an acquaintance. Um, and then Stephen, so we were thinking about like, how are we going to brand the podcast? How are we going to reach out? How are we going to get across? This is a family friendly podcast and it's fun and sort of 
cartoony and cheesy and over the top and sci-fi, but sci-fi all the, all the same time. But we just thought, let's just make the characters show what the characters would look like, right? Because we always have kind of like in a long-term view, it would be awesome to make it into an animated show if that ever gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, the great thing about podcasts is you can do so much with so little, right? With so little money. I mean, $2,000 is a lot, right? but to make one episode of the Starship Coconut, you know, with all the visuals, that'd be like a million dollars. Right. Right. So you're looking at the budgets are like way, way less. So you can do way more and accomplish way more and create this rich audio world without having to, you know, you know, mortgage my house (laughs) in order to just pay for some of it. Right. Yeah. Um, Like I was watching, I was listening to this, there's this great podcast I found called Blockbuster and it talks about George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and John Williams when they were first starting out, um, and it like George Lucas had to do something crazy. Like Star Wars was way over budget, and he had to basically take all of their savings and put it and just so he could afford all those ILM amazing shots of the X wings and the Millennium oh Falcon. no way he had to like practically remortgage his house in order to do it. And like that film almost bombed like really hard, and this podcast goes into it. So I'm like kind of the same thing, but I don't have to mortgage my house. I just spend a thousand dollars. Right. You know? But then the goal is hopefully there's a fanboy out there yeah. who likes to animate in his, his spare time. Yep. And then before and that's you know. what Ashe does, and so we we collaborated with him. So we 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 paid him obviously like a little bit of money and just to make the core uh, crew because he's just starting out in his animation career. I think he does some background art for a Netflix show right now. But his 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 dream is to be like a character animator. So oh, we, fantastic! So we had like a website you can go check it out ashraymeshroom.com and he just had all this amazing art and we're like this is the guy we want this is the one um you know this is the guy that we'd like to you know maybe animate the show someday or just to give us our our characters so we collaborated back and forth with him over skype and he would like make like kind of like a character lineup with like six different options of kind of characters and then we could like pick and choose what we liked from each of the characters and we did that for each of the core crew and, um, yeah, so hopefully we can keep working with him, but the, it, it turned out really awesome and it gets people like right in. Oh, I get what you're trying to do. Yeah. Oh, I get it. It's, it's, it's like adventure time. It's like SpongeBob. It's like, you know, S- Star Trek. Well, yeah. putting a face to a, a name or a voice helps right. a lot. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Cause we're very visual. You totally. Know? Yeah. You, you'd read a book as a kid and you, you'd stare at the cover and be like, okay, that guy's this guy. Yeah. So now you have a visual, what he's saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So then. Moving into like your social media mm-hmm. space, mm-hmm. is the goal to one at one point just have these characters on your social media so you can you're able to I don't know if if like have them do some some type of animation just as having them out there, mm-hmm. and then maybe maybe so, I don't know whatever action figures or T-shirts or something once upon a time that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean we're we're kind of at the point where um, I mean do you want a big announcement on your podcast? Okay. Yeah. We can break. Hey, this this isn't gonna get re- released for another couple of weeks, but okay, that's it may fine. be old news at that time. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah. So we did the show. We just threw it out there, and when I was first starting out, I was reaching out to some like podcasting networks and stuff like that. And Rogers Media has a new podcasting network called Frequency. Oh, cool. And they emailed us and said we love your show. So we actually just this last week signed a contract with them. Wow. Yeah. Breaking so, news. Yeah. Breaking news where we're going to, I mean, we're not making any money off of it. Right. It's, it's really, we're still in early stages, but it's like, they just like the show and wanted us to be part of their network. That's so, fantastic. I don't know. I just thought I'd announce it on your show. Well, so, thank you for really that. Cool. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. That is huge. So yeah. taking a huge step into it. Yeah. So I can imagine it's, it's a lot of distribution stuff. Yeah. It, it, it's mostly a, like a broadcasting, like they get, you know, they they have the rights to broadcast, but no creative control or anything. Fantastic. Like that. 
So they, and they basically just said to us, like, they're awesome. They just said, we want to help Canadian creators to get their stuff out there. That's awesome. And support you in any way that we can. And I guess our thing was so far off the beaten track, I guess. They said, hey, let's 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 have them in and see what happens. Well, so, family-friendly, man. That's, like, a perfect yeah. perfect for them. Yeah, yeah. So it, it really doesn't mean anything different for us. Like, we were still, you know, paying for out-of-pocket for all the production costs and everything like that. But it could... I don't know. We'll see where it goes. It's kind of an adventure. Right? I mean, it, it, is that not uh, like a total memento of the hard work gone into it already? Yeah. Like if, if somebody in the multimedia landscape says, we believe enough in you to put our name on your sh- Right. That's got to count for something. So congratulations. Thank you. That's a huge feather in the cap. Thank you. Right on, my man. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. I mean, that I wasn't ready for anything huge like that to be yeah. announced, but congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully a toy toy deal soon, right? I, I guess. I mean... I think for me, I, I came into this saying I just wanted to make something that my eight-year-old self would just love. And we have a lot of you know young fans because we wanted to kind of suss it out, see if kids liked it or not. And we have one eight-year-old. Um, his name's Noah. He lives in Brantford, and uh, he's my friend. Uh, he's my friend's um, son, and he just was so. He sent me this because like, you know like you get dis- like you get discouraged. You're not sure is what I'm doing worth all the work that I'm putting into it. Like, are people going to like this? Are people going to think my humor is funny? You know, like, I have all these different factors. And he just, I remember there was this one day where I was feeling really down. I think I was writing, like, episode eight or something like that. I'm like, oh, man, this is so much work. I didn't realize how what I was getting myself. I never know what I'm getting myself into. Um, and then he sent a WeChat. I think my friend sent a WeChat to me. And it was just this eight-year-old guy who's, like, drawn a comic book of all my characters. Oh, my God. With markers. And he's just like, I love Starship Coconut. Like... I, I can't wait. I, I Can you just have them come out faster? Because I just have to. And he starts naming all the characters. Like I just like, what's your favorite character, Noah? And he's like, Flash and Natasha and Captain Kiwi. And he named every character. He's like, I love them all. Oh. I'm sitting there going like, right? life is complete. Right? Like, that's yeah. it. I don't Warm and it. fuzzies for sure. That's it. It made the whole thing worth it. But is that not like, does that not make eight-year-old David really, really happy? Yeah. Because Absolutely. like that's full circle, man. It really is. Oh, man, that's awesome. I'm getting goosebumps on it. I know, it. right? Yeah. I, I remember seeing that and just going, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Because I feel like... Is that not just a shot in the arm? Oh, yeah. Sorry for the no, mic. Totally is that just not a shot in the arm? Like the heroin hit that us as podcasters, like that's what we strive for. We right. want that acceptance. Right. Want the acceptance. Want to know that what you're doing is paying off and it's, you know, touching people in a way. And um, I mean, it just started as a university project. And, you know, my brother believed in it enough to put in his time. And then, you know, all the people who've been helping me out with the podcast, all the guest stars and all the musicians and all the, you know, like my wife, you know, I mean, mean, we have two kids, right? So it's like to get her away from two kids under three is like, you know, I know exactly. Actually, it's it's almost, it's like mission impossible, right? It is. Yeah. We we need like three people, take them on a walk quickly. Yeah. Rush her in there and try to get. So whenever you hear Natasha on the show, just remember, like (laughs) my wife is sacrificing big to be on there. Um, so, but yeah, and it just makes it all, you know, worth it. And then to have Rogers come in and say, hey, like, you know, we Frequency Podcast Network come in and say, hey, we we really like what you're doing. We think it's really weird, but that's, I'm like, yeah. that's good. We'll, we'll take a risk on you. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> I, I think, I think that just, that is all you should need to be like, we are onto something. We need to keep moving forward. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. And we kind of agreed up front. We said, no matter what, whether, you know. We weren't expecting Frequency to contact us at all. We were just going to keep going. We were going to do one season of 20 episodes. And that'll take us till January, 
releasing every two weeks. And we said, um, and then we'll reassess in January and see where we're at and see if we feel like we could do a season two, right? And I'm still sticking to that because, um, you know, it's a lot of work, um, especially when you're trying to make something like that. I think I'm good. I think we're still going to have that meeting, <laughs> okay, yeah. and see where we're at. Like, see if we're making enough money or enough to cover costs at least. Right. Um, see if we have enough of a fan base and see if people like the show. Because, um, you know, like you might have something, you know, it gets some initial success and you get some fans, but then, you know, it doesn't it doesn't grow much past a certain point and you just have to ask yourself, where am I at in my life? What are my priorities? For you know, sure. Maybe something's going on with work that's different. And, but I'm committed to season one because I feel like you have to be a finisher. You can't just be a starter. You have to be a finisher. Well, that's what happens with this podcast game is, is you hit that wall right. after episode eight or nine or 10 or 15 or whatever the case may be where you're like, Wait, I'm not. I'm not growing like I was weeks six to eight. Right. And now, what happens? Right. But I, I can tell you because I've I've been through so many peaks and valleys. I bet you have. Oh man, I, I feel like I could be a Siri or I could be a Garmin or something like that. I, I could I could help navigate because at the end of the day, some growth or little growth or whatever is still gonna add up at the end of it. We went from maybe maybe having thirty listens to having over 300, to having over 400. And sometimes it dips. And also seasonally, it's weird. Summertime, people forget about podcasts. It's weird. Yeah, they're All, outside. Yeah. They're you know, and they want to listen to tunes. They just want to listen to like whatever. Best of Bob Seeger. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> you know, like yeah, they, they, they want to be out there like just jamming to tunes. They don't want to be necessarily listening to the adventures of the coconut. No. So, uh, Starship Coconut. So, um, but here's a, here's a question for you. Yeah. Do you see... Uh, the podcast avenue that you're in now. So let's the audio experience. Mm-hmm. Is that where you want to be? Is that the only landscape you guys want to be in, or do you want to kind of do sit down, chit chat, maybe talk about the behind the scenes process of it, no. or or is, is this is this where you want to be? I mean, growing up, yeah. um, you know, actor, performer, you, you want to present a a, a, a great product, yeah. but do you want to be anywhere else in that space? Yeah. So, you know, we've recently started. Um, we always kind of wanted to just have us talking because, uh, I mean, what we found is interesting because, you know, when you're first starting out, you're reaching out to your family and friends and that's your kind of your first Facebook followers or your first, you know, subscribers are going to be your family and friends, right? Your close, your close group of people. And so we found that the stuff on social media that would work the best was when it was us. And it's still, we're still kind of at that point right now, right? I think Rogers will probably broaden the audience um, out to a larger, you know, set of people. But we started doing what's called a Cocoa Cast. So we're trying to do this because we release every two weeks and then we went, but then people don't have something in that off week. That's right, yeah. When, you know, and so we thought, well, let's just, what, what if we just sat down and just talked about our experiences? And um, so we did that and it was like, wow, why didn't we start with this type of thing? Because <laughs> it is, you know, it's, it's less production intensive um, to do that. And we really enjoyed ourselves. So we're going to start trying to do that. Um, Fantastic. Maybe once or twice a month. I, and, and that's on the same feed. Yeah, same Fantastic. feed. Fantastic. Good. Yeah, same yeah, feed, yeah. and it'll come out maybe once or twice a month in the off week. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I think that gives you guys a layer as well, right? Yeah. Because you you can get into the adventures, and you guys maybe can hint on some things coming up, yeah. some teasers. I'm sure you get you're you're familiar with all the arcs and all that stuff. Yeah. But I think that's awesome. I think that's a really good way to kind of expand yeah. the universe that you guys are creating too. Yeah, and. It also lets you reflect on what you've done. And we also want to, you know, have our buddies who are playing a character in the show, uh, you know, be able to sit down with us and we get to learn about them and kind of what their passions are and what they're doing. 
And yeah, it does add that extra layer because then they know, well, why was episode two such a struggle to write? Or, you know, because you get into all kinds of nerdy things when you're writing science fiction. It's sort of like I become an expert on all these really random things. Like, can I give you an example? Please. Yeah. So there was this, uh, it's already come out. It's episodes five and six. Because we have kind of the first four episodes of the show, which are about this asteroid-eating monster and meeting the evil Dr. Drool and, you know, getting you used to all the characters. Pretty simple story. But then when you get into episodes five and six, we're like, okay, let's go somewhere different. Let's go to a different place. You can go anywhere you want. It's science fiction, right? Mm-hmm. So we decided to make a planet called um, Bubble Bathia. And the entire planet is, uh, the people on the planet are bubbles. And the entire planet is made of bubble bath liquid. And, you know, and, but then there's like something, it's kind of like a medieval Monty Python kind of planet. So they all sing and they all dance. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, and, and, and it's kind of like, um, but then they're being ruled by this evil Baron. His name's Baron Von Pooh. And he's this giant bubble who like wears armor and this whole bit. And then there's this, like, mystical monk named uh, Master Du who's trying to start a new order of monks, you know? And so, anyway, so while we were doing that, we, there was this larger problem going on in the episode where the bubble bathians were popping too easily. You know, like, his bubbles pop, right? But they were popping too easily. So then we find out there's this space wizard who has put a curse on their planet. Really, he's just built this device. So I had to figure out what would make a bubble pop easier... So I'm getting all nerdy. So I'm going like, well, what, like, you know those bubbles you can make where they're like super big and you, and they go on and they just last for like a minute or two and right. you float through a city or something. Why? I was like, why do those last longer than the other bubbles? It's the glycerin content. So I think I, then you get like all nerdy, <laughs> right? Yeah, game on, wormhole, here wormhole, I come. Wormhole, I'm yeah. like, I'm, we're going deep in the rabbit hole here. And so I ended up writing like five pages of like exposition where they're all explaining why this planet is thinning out and then my brother just okay so then because kind of our process is I'll write the episode show it to my brother and then we'll record it and so we're in the middle of the recording session he's going I have no idea what's happening (laughs) right now David cut all of this out so we just cut it all out oh no but but then that's fun because then you know you know now I know why bubbles pop easier but people don't really want to know all that (laughs) it's too boring in the plot right I I get it but that isn't that kind of like the Tom Cruise thing where like Tom Cruise develops a character and then writes an entire backstory so it's like you know when the the character's like when I was 13 he already has a story in his head when he was 13 and it builds a a more I guess uh, conclusive layer into that person that character yeah it's just you know you only have 30 minutes and you don't want to bore your audience totally um, because then you lose them and so what I find is, is interesting might not be what the audience finds is interesting. So I, I, th- I guess I'll know why bubbles pop easier, <laughs> but everyone else doesn't need to know. Right? Listen, it, when it's going to come down to a bubble party in, in the middle of the summer, right. you're like, listen, I'm looking at this ingredient list and glycerin is like fifth down here. We need it second. Up it. Yeah, up, up it. Let's come get on. more glycerin in this mother. Get more glycerin. <laughs> I, I think it's glycerin. I'm hoping I'm getting that right. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because it just, yeah, anyway. It's either glycerin or sulfates, one of the two, so. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. See, I don't want to get too nerdy. I don't want to bore the Not After 30 <laughs> podcast audience here, so. Well, listen, if they're not, if the audience is always flip-flopping. Mm-hmm. I get I get messages that are like, this this episode is awesome. I need more of this. And then I get messages like, couldn't get past your intro. Mm. So, it is what it is. Critics are critics, you know. I, I feel like we've we've had a little bit of both. We have people who are like, you know, the eight-year-old who sends us a message and goes, man, I love this. Like, this show's the best. And then I have, you know, this critic sending me something like, this is the biggest piece of garbage I've ever, you know, heard of my life. And I couldn't even get past the intro. And I'm like, if you can't even get past the intro, 
then like this isn't the show. Yeah, for this you. wasn't for you from the beginning. <laughs> you know? Like you set yourself up for failure on that Seriously. one. Seriously, because they were like, I had all these expectations. I thought this would be the perfect podcast, like blending these things together, and then you guys just epically failed. And I'm like, Ooh. you know what? Like, does that not keep you up at night? Because it keeps me up at night. It it did for a while, but look, I grew up acting. So fair. fair. You're conditioned. I'm conditioned for this, and it's it's different when it's like something that I wrote. Or it's something that I, you know, painted or whatever. I mean, I'm not a painter, but it's something that I made because then I always know I can make it better. Right. Or I, I'm going to improve. Whereas when I was in acting college, right, I had a lot of teachers who were like, and you know, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty blunt a lot of the time. And they would say things like, well, that was the worst performance I've ever seen. <laughs> or like, you know, like, well, that was crap, you know, and, and it's about, but it's you. Right. Because you're the canvas. When you're up on a stage in theater, right? It's like, it's not something that I made, like, that's outside of me. It's, I'm sorry, I'm getting all, like, meta here on you, but it's like... Do it. Do no, it. Like, meta, it's, it's, it's like, it's you. You are the palette. It's your voice. It's your performance that they're saying we don't like. And so then I would get really, you know, I, I was used to it. So when I was in university and you'd have professors and they would say, hey, we want to critique your work, I was like, go for it. Because it's just going to make me better, right? So not everything these critics says are valid, right? But some of the things, like, <laughs> it's actually funny. The professor for, like, I made this for this podcast, the first episode for a class. My episode, hate, I mean, my professor hated it. He hated it. He thought it was horrible, right? And yet, and at first I was like, oh, this is, oh, that's too bad. I went, no, no. I, I, I actually, okay, so some of the stuff I just said, all right, he just doesn't like it. That's not his taste. But there were some things in there where I went, okay, this guy doesn't like this character. He doesn't like this choice that I made in the plot. So then I had to evaluate, is he right? Right? Just take a second. Ask, is he right? Could I make, is this going to make the work better? And it ended up making the work better. So I actually changed some of the characters around because I felt they were stronger than what I'd originally done. So it's kind of a give and take, right? It's a little bit of, I think I could make my audio quality better. I could make the sound effects better. I, I could become a better writer, Right. So, but also like, well, I'm not going to stop just because you think it's crap. So how, how hard was it for you to take that? Mm. Because personally, when I, when I get the criticism, Mm -hmm. I try to look at it as third person or subjective. Yeah. And I keep going back to myself saying, but my, my guts tell me I'm right. Okay. Okay. Right. So a, you obviously have a lifetime of conditioning of that where I, I definitely don't, Mm -hmm. but I believe it's something you probably have to, there's still a party that has to get, I don't want to say offended, but maybe the back up a little bit on right. it. Right. Right. I, I agree with you. And I, I think it's, you're right. On one hand, does it hurt a little bit? And it makes me doubt myself, but then I'm always like, you can only look forward because I think with this podcast, look, I could spend, cause you know, you're also under a time crunch, right? When you're in university, I had to, I had to finish it. You know, you need to get episodes out, you know, you need to create content and you're only going to get better the farther you go. So I can't dwell on it too long. I have to get an episode out every two weeks. So, okay, they didn't like this episode. I'll do better next time. And I'm just going to get better by doing constantly. So I think it's like, um, yeah, okay. Could they have been, could they have said it better? Could it be more constructive? Like I work with a screenwriting coach sometimes and there was this one time when I knew I wanted to write an episode coming up. I'm writing episode, I think, uh, 12 right now. And there was this original idea I had for the episode. And I went, this is how I really want to delve into this character's backstory. Okay. And then, but then I doubted myself. 
and I went, okay, I doubted myself and I went, well, I, I don't know if I can pull that off. So then I ended up doing this complete other thing. So I met with this, with this screenwriting coach and he went, yeah, you know, like your, your opening was really good and your ending was really good, but like the middle section was really muddy. Here's how I think you could maybe improve it or here's maybe a different direction you could take it in. And, and then he proceeded to say exactly what I was originally going to do. So it's almost like I didn't trust my instincts on totally, it. Totally, yeah. So there are some things where maybe you're making a choice about, you know, the, the questions you're going to ask or maybe about a character. Then if you don't know what you want to do with that character, then I'm okay if someone else comes in and says, I don't like that character, right? Because then I'm like, well, I wasn't really sure about that character to begin with. So I don't think that choice is really true to me anyways. So I'm willing to change that. But I'm not going to throw a Starship Coconut just because someone doesn't like it. Totally. The you whole thing? Do that. The whole thing is not garbage. I know no, it's not garbage. No, exactly. <laughs> right? you, we already have enough proof that saying that this is good. Maybe some retooling. Yeah, retooling. But, yeah. Or like a little tweak here or something where you're like, maybe I didn't follow my gut on this. But I think there's also like craft. And I think, you know, learning the craft of podcasting, right? But you know what? There's also like this, this thing that it can't all be on you. Sometimes the listener's fucked. <laughs> Sometimes the listener's like, maybe maybe they, they, they tuned out for a second and yeah. they missed an important part of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're fucked. Maybe it's not, like, maybe it's not your That's work, true. you know? That's true. And so I always feel like sarca- maybe sarcasm, not, not the right word, but maybe like criticism yeah. isn't always justified. And they aren't necessarily experts, so I don't trust them either. That's a very good point. And so I, th- I think it's, I mean, I, I listened to this other podcast called uh, Q&A with... Jeff Goldsmith and he interviews lots of screenwriters and so I I think I have to hold hold it's kind of like a di- uh, I call it like a dichotomy right on one hand am I am I learning am I better than a lot of people are yes on the other hand I think I'm going awesome I think at the same time I'm also going could I get better that's something yes I think I already knew my writing could be better because I have no experience so I go of course, it's not going to be as good as a Hollywood film. But then again, it's a podcast and it's free. Right. So then you're kind of holding it. Right. So it's going like, give myself a break, need to crank out every two weeks. Right. Right. But then also like, do I want to improve at the craft? Yes. And writing and story and all that kind of stuff. I know I don't, don't know as much as other people will. So what do you do? You just get better every time. You read a book. You, you listen move to, forward. Move, move forward. forward. Don't yeah. look back. There's no point in doing that. Don't look that. back in anger. Don't. It's just, there's no point. I always feel like, I want to improve. So maybe for criticism, I had some directors in the past who were just being mean and taking a dump on you just because they wanted to discourage you and feel big. Yeah. Right? Well, that's where you got to take a step back and be like, listen, dude, stop shitting my dick. Right? You know, like, yeah. come on, like, Seriously. ease up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. And it's probably, they probably had a bad day anyways, and they're just, yeah. you know, taking it. Anyways. Okay. David, I don't, I don't want this podcast, I don't want to break it up into two podcasts. Sure. So I got to tie this sucker off. Please. But before I let you do some plugs... Sure. I have one question that I'm ending all the podcasts off on. Okay. And maybe one day you'll make a beautiful poster. Mm-hmm. But I want you to take a second, hear the question, process it, and then answer it as honestly and truthful as you can. Because for me, this, this answer will make this podcast worth it. Not that I put too much pressure on you, because okay. I don't mean to. <laughs> sure. But it started with Mark, and if you listen to the, if you listened all the way to the end... His answer, okay. his answer, one tear rolled out of this glass eye. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. What does being a podcaster mean to you? What does being a podcaster 
This is a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. And I don't want you to feel like you have to have something majestic. Mm-hmm. If it if it just if, if the answer is I just feel cool doing it or you know it's it's a great it's a yeah. great way to explore my creative whatever whatever the answer is. I just I just want the answer to flow out. I don't want you to put too much pressure on you. The I know the wind up is pretty big getting into it. Being able to create an experience that helps you and others to grow into your best self. I would say is why I make this podcast. Beautiful. Yeah. My man, plug all your platforms. Where can people find the podcast? Lay it out. Let the Nana Nation know where they can find the adventures or the misadventures of the Starship Coconut. Yeah, really seriously considering to uh, change the name. I don't know. No, I like it the way it is. Um, Where can they find me? Well, we are obviously on Apple Podcasts. Uh, You can check us out there. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on my favorite Pocket Cast. I really like the Pocket Cast app. I don't know if you've heard heard about it. Yeah, I love it. I love that one. Um, But as far as you can check us out on our our website, starshipcoconut.com. I think we're switching it over because of frequency and a lot of other things. But yeah, the feed should still be there with all the rest of the episodes. And then you can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, um, on Twitter. We're the only Starship Coconut really out there. That's it's, awesome. It's kind of an original name. So I got to snag all of that right at the beginning. Very good. And, um, and yeah, we also have a Patreon as well for people because we, uh, we want to give like exclusive um, kind of things to our, our you know, most dedicated fans. So we got a Patreon page. You can just look it up, The Adventures of the Starship Coconut. It'll be up there. Do you do tiers? How does that work? Yeah, yeah. So we have different tiers and, and different rewards, um, you know, you know, for different tiers. A lot of the behind-the-scenes footage, we'll make, we're going to be making posters and T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. Um, we got a lot of other things planned. And also, once we reach a certain goal, we're, we, we, were, we were planning to make season two if we could get to a certain goal per month. So that would be awesome. Just go check it out. You know, if anyone wants to support the podcast, that would be fantastic. And, um, yeah. That's pretty much, I think that's all the plugs I, I got. All right. Pretty much at this point. Ventures well, of the Starship Coconut. Listen, David, thank you so much for making the trip out to yeah. lovely Milton, Ontario. That's great. Uh, well, thank you. Hopefully when the new Billy Shears podcast studio is done, we can have you back for a follow-up and we can do some more pod. We don't even have to do this. We can even be more casual. Maybe we'll have a drinking companion or something. Sure. We'll make it happen. I'd be down, man. Thank you so much for making the trip out today. Appreciate it. Check out the, the Adventures of the Starship Coconut. And listen, if you hear it, if you heard it here, I'm not going to tell you any bullshit. The goal is podcasters supporting podcasters and fans of podcasts supporting podcasters because we do this for passion. Yep. We do it for the passion over paycheck is our motto or mantra. That's how we do. David, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Buddy. Cheers. Or as we say in Germany, Prost. Oh. <laughs>